because yeah. leadership, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Leadership looks like service. And so this is all happening in the spirit realm, and Jesus knows it. Yeah, and he's... Oh. He knows it, but he's also going to continue. He's going to wash that guy's feet, too, even though he knows that Judas is a betrayer. And I guess that's a great lesson for us that still wash the feet of people who betray you. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. I'm Bill McMahon. Along with me is Mark Costetler. And we are here at the Way to Go podcast. Yes. Talking about John chapter 13. So it's been quite a day because yes. I started out today. For those of you who may not hear the story, I don't know. I hit a deer. So. And that's infor- unfortunate, man. I mean, whenever you do something like that, it's it like, is unfortunate. Geez, oh, man, who has time for this? You know? Well, I didn't even know how bad it was. I hit it on north of Cork Cold Springs Road and. I was actually had, was going to get COVID tested because I have a medical procedure coming up. So it's just preventative stuff, nothing nothing to worry about or nothing serious or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you do. When you get older, you just do it every so many years. It's one of those things. So I was going to do that, and I didn't even need to go because, you know, when you had COVID, you know, you're not going to get up 100% healthy. I'm like, why do I have to go get this? But I was tired of arguing about it, so I was going to go. And, and you I, have and antibodies. I, and I, I have mean, antibodies. You've right. proven antibodies. Proven so. antibodies twice. So anyway, it's just... Uh, the part of our world and it's it just i knew it was a waste of time but i had a good attitude about it actually you know i was going up i didn't care i'm tired of fighting about it tired of talking about it shouldn't do it so yeah on the way up i hit the deer that's when I hit <laughs> they called me up like an hour later oh mr mcmahon you didn't show up for your test well i didn't show up for my test because my truck's not drivable and there's nothing bad, i can do man. about it and I, mean, I said and i'm not coming up there i'm not coming up there for a pre-test i'm not i said i already wrecked one vehicle i'm not gonna do it again so it's I, amazing what those animals can do to our vehicle oh my goodness, man. i mean man, to be careful this time of year i'm, I'm gonna give all you a, a clue this is the the rut season of year Right. where bucks are chasing doe. Right. It happens from the last week of October to the second week of November. Always be careful those right. three weeks. Just watch it. The right. bucks are chasing does. Right. They're in heat. Right. They're, that's, well, this was a buck. I don't know who he was chasing, but he didn't make it because he's on the road, <laughs> sadly. But anyway, yeah, I, so I called the doctor's office, and they said, well, we're still going to do the procedure, even though, because they said, well, you come Saturday. I said, no, I can't. We have a marriage seminar. I said, I have a marriage seminar at our church. I said, I can't go. And Friday morning is the only morning I come. Sunday morning, I'm not going. I don't even know if they're open anyway to do it. I said, as I got church. Mm-hmm. So this is really Friday's the only, well, we'll just rapid test you when you get there. I said, that's fine. I said, that, that's fine. I said, I'll, I'll do that. And I'm thinking, couldn't we have just done that in the first place? Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. just why didn't you just tell me that in the first place? Hey, come, we're going to rapid test you before you go. And that, so, yeah, that, yeah. that was got a little bit frustrating, to be honest with you. So, you know, here we are mm-hmm. today, and, and we're reading John chapter 13. And it says in verse 1, and so we're just going to read it and talk about it, but it says in verse 1 that just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew the hour had come for him to leave this world and go down uh, or go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end, mm. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. You love that verse, right? Absolutely, man. Think about the love God has for us. You know, Jesus Christ loved his disciples so much. He loved them to the 
bitter end. You know, he's hanging on that cross. He, he's showing his love for his disciples. They all fled. Right. They all left him. Right. Think about that. And he's loving them to the end, right. man. He's it, not only them, by extension, us. Right. His faithfulness never ends, man. His love for us is unfailing. It's never ending. Well, chapter 13, I mean, it is powerful stuff. It I mean, is. It really is. You ain't kidding. And you, you have it here before the Passover. So Israel would celebrate every year the time that they were trapped in Egypt and the death of the firstborn and the angel of death passing over them. And they put the blood on the door from the lamb yeah. and the angel of mm-hmm. death would pass over them. And it's very significant that Jesus Christ died on Passover and it's the blood of the lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world and death passes over us. And so it's a, this feast is about to begin. And it says in verse two, the evening meal was in progress and evening meal is right there that's Passover. That's the Passover meal mm-hmm. that they're eating. It's not just mm-hmm. your average meal. I mean, it's a Passover dinner uh, that they're having to commemorate God's deliverance, as I'm sure Jesus Christ is very much thinking about how he's going to deliver us. He is the Passover right. lamb. For I mean, God's he soul is of the, the world. One. Right. right. He is the one that's going to be the blood the blood right. that you need on yourself. So the, the Passover, that was the, the blood that was supposed to be on the post of the of the doorway or right. whatever. And and when the angel went through, then he seen that blood, he passed over. Right. Jesus is the blood. If you he live. sees Jesus, right. if God sees Jesus' blood on you, you live. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and obviously, you know, we're not talking about literally splashing people with blood. But I'm saying if you believe in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins, you'll have life. You've yeah, crossed right. over, as Jesus Christ said that's in John exactly 5, 24, right. you've crossed over from death to life. And that's a beautiful thing. But it mm-hmm. says here in the evening meal, it's in progress. Now, it's in progress. There, It's going on. It's already begun. He has already sent his disciples to line this up and to find a room where they can celebrate the Passover. The evening meal has begun. And it says the devil already prompted Judas, the son of Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And okay. you, you, So can I say something real yeah. quick before we move too far? What you just said there, devil already prompted. It says in verse 1, Jesus already knew the hour was coming or had come. Right. Think about what's happening in the mind of Christ. He knows this is all happening. Right. Can you imagine how, I don't know, to to me, I think it'd be terrifying, right? You know you're leaving this world now. You're done. The hour has come. Devil's doing his work in one of his followers, man. You know, Judas, he's, Judas is with him in the 12, right? And so this is all happening in the spirit realm and Jesus knows it. Yeah. And he's, he knows it, but he's also going to continue. He's going to wash that guy's feet too. Even though he knows that Judas is a betrayer. And I guess that's a great lesson for us that still wash the feet of people who betray you. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, and what's going to happen to them, I mean, is, is going to happen to them. I mean, God will deal with that. I think we just have to keep doing the right thing. But I just want to note that the devil prompted Judas. The devil was in the head of Je- inside the head of Jesus Christ. Or not Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm sorry. The devil was in the head of Judas Iscariot. Right. right. He was in his head. He was influencing his thinking. And we have to be open to the fact that there are times when the devil or evil, meaning the minions of the devil, can, in fact, influence thinking, can, in fact, prompt us to be angry, to be disturbed, to let something bother us that should not be bothering us. I have Mm. seen this over and over again at Mm. times in my own life, and I believe that we're especially susceptible to it when we're worn out and we're tired and we start getting aggravated and things start bothering us and Satan can have his way 
much more because our defenses are starting to get thin yeah. and weaker. And you've got to be aware of that. I mean, the, yeah. this is a, a follower of Christ. Now, granted, this Judas didn't have the right heart about things, but he's still being prompted by the devil. And I think when it comes to spiritual warfare, we've got to understand that that is a possibility. I agree 100%. And Bill, actually, I get, I will say, when I when I came, when you guys started talking to me, you specifically started talking to me about a position here at this this. Um, uh, Eagleville Bible Church for pastor work. You told me, uh, I remember it, and you said you you got to be careful not to get tired because when you do, you will start to compromise. You'll right. start to be fall into temptation. Don't get overtired, right. you know. And I I appreciated that, man. I needed that word, especially at that time, right? Because I was exhausted, man. Right. Ninety hours a week or so. I mean, it was it was right. it was a lot, you know. Yeah, because you're doing work and you're doing church work. Yeah, so exactly. You're doing both. And and I I have come to appreciate that. The scripture over and over tells us that when we wage we don't wage war as the world does. Meaning, I don't fight you. I'm fighting against the powers and principalities of the air. That's devil. You right. know what I'm saying? That's right. demons. That's that's spirits that are that are influencing us. Now we have the world, sin, uh, the world, the flesh, and the devil that causes us to sin. Right. We have to discern which one's at work. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at at every you can't at every well, point of know. sin say, "Oh, the devil made me do right. it." Absolutely. No, you can't do that. You have to discern what's happening in your heart. You know? I think that you have to discern when you're doing something wrong. I, I think it doesn't really matter if it's just my own flesh that's tempting me to do the wrong thing or the devil's prompting me. I think I need to be aware of the fact that the devil will stir you up against other people. This is a real stirring up of he is going to betray his friend. Exactly. That's, when, that's when the whole this point, This is right? devil work. When you're betraying your friends, mm. that's devil work. Mm -hmm. And if you could get a man like Judas Iscariot to do something that preposterous. You think of the ability of evil to deceive, to make things that are wrong seem right. That's right. It's, it's a powerful thing. So again, I don't really, the thing that's going to keep me on the path is the word of God. And it's just the truth. There's the 10 commandments and things like that. If you know what's the right thing to do, you just do it. And it doesn't matter what's luring you or tempting you or somebody else made you mad or your own thoughts made you mad, or you've got evil prompting your thoughts. Either way, it doesn't really actually matter that I know what the cause is. I just have to identify that I'm heading in a bad thinking. It's my exactly thinking is true. bad. My thinking is bad. My thinking is yeah. bad. My thinking is bad. When but, he's considering betraying Jesus Christ, he should have known my thinking is getting sour. I need to check this. But yeah. it says that Jesus yeah. knew the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Mm -hmm. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer cloth or clothing, wrapping a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin, began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Now, a very unusual custom for us because we don't do this stuff, uh, primarily because we wear socks and shoes. They wore sandals. Uh, we're walking on carpets and sidewalks. They're walking on dusty, dusty roads. Yeah. Their feet were dirty. So they would sit down. Their feet would kind of recline and be up against other people. And that's kind of disgusting because their feet had probably been all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so you would wash your feet before you would have a meal. And it was a very lowly task. This would be like mm -hmm. a lowly servant's task. Not something that somebody of any position or authority would do. Somebody would do this for you. Mm -hmm. For him, as Jesus Christ, to stoop down and wash his disciples' feet 
is an oh. incredible gesture of complete humility. Absolutely. And that's why you see Peter saying later, later on, he's like, no, 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 no. You don't wash my feet. No, no, no. You know, because, because he doesn't want his Lord to humble himself below him. Right. right. You know? And I got to tell you, we had an experience. I have, I was part of a men's group years and years ago, and uh, we, we decided to go ahead and practice this. And there were, going into it, I had some apprehension, and I told the guys, I said, listen, uh, in no way do I want to be making fun of this. I don't right. want us to go into it like, you know, giggling and, you know. You, right. uh, d- You're this tickling is, me. Yeah. You know what? I never even had to say that. It was so somber and humbling, man, to be a part of that. Actually, I, I invited a guy to be a part of our marriage conference this week, and he was part of that men's group. You know, when I talked to him about it, he goes, Mark, do you remember that time, that time in men's group when we, we washed each other's feet? I said, oh, I remember that. Right. He says, that changed my life, man. Right. That's pretty wild. It, there's something that happens. This is this spiritual breakthrough that happens in your spirit when you humble yourself. It's not even about the washing of feet or whatever. It's about you humbling yourself. I right. mean, we confess sins to each other that night. We we repented. We we asked forgiveness for where we hurt each other. I mean, it was a powerful evening, man. Right. And I just because it's not our culture doesn't mean that you can't experience that. Right. You know, have somebody you love, a group that you're going through. You know, yeah. And I think it's up to you as an individual. I mean, I would never that you know recommend it as something you have to do. I mean, I've, no I've heard way. Of, like some yeah. church denominations. I mean, they practice it or probably on a monthly basis or every three months they're going to do this. Bill. Not my. It's not my thing, but I do think service is our thing. And I think that humility is our thing. This was a thing everyone did. Like what they're doing isn't something like obscure. I mean, what they're doing is something everyone does that. It would be for us akin to sweeping a floor or it's like if, mm-hmm. if you're a leader as myself as a leader i had to run a dust mop the other day i don't mind doing that i'm helping set up sure. tables i'm set up, setting up chairs i'm going to be there to serve too because yeah. leadership that's what it looks like yeah. leadership looks like service that's right plain and simple i agree so, bill and the other thing i want to just say i was upstairs getting ready for the marriage conference and my mom texts me she says hey do you have any songs that you might recommend for washing feet next tuesday me and the women's group that are part where right. i'm part of we're right. going to wash each other's feet right and I'm like, she's like, we're going to be studying John 13. I'm like, right. mom, you'll never guess what we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah, you know, pretty wild. it's pretty cool. It yeah. is actually. Yeah. Well, he came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you don't, you don't realize what I'm doing now, but later you'll understand it. Mm-hmm. No, Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, those mm-hmm. who have had a bath only need to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said, not every one of you is clean. Yeah. And then when he finished washing their feet, he put on clothes, returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so for that is what I am. And by the way, him becoming a servant didn't change his position. He said, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. As I've set an example to you, you should do as I've done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So again, the, the principle is culturally they would wash feet because there was a need for it. Their feet were dirty. Mm-hmm. There was a need for that. For us, we do things that are acts of service, 
that are appropriate for our culture. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. what can I do? And maybe for you, it's changing a diaper in a nursery or it's setting up tables and chairs or taking down tables and chairs or getting a drink for your wife or your husband doing something for your kids, whatever it is, there has to be those times where we put ourselves lower. Absolutely. And we know that, hey, no, I'm the teacher, you know, I'm the boss perhaps we could say, but it doesn't mean I can't serve. And I've always been against the mentality that the, the boss can't sweep something. The boss, That's I think right. it's good for no, the workers right. occasionally to see the boss with a mop in his hand, the boss with a, a dustpan and broom in his hand, and they're going to do something too. Absolutely, man. I think, I think I love the fact that he didn't allow his status to stop him from being servant. Right. You know, what you said earlier there, this absolutely makes sense. I mean, actually, his status puts himself in a position, position of servant. You know, when you're leading, you're serving people, right? You know, and if you get that wrong in your mind, people will know that and they'll stop right. wanting you around <laughs> You know, as a leader. They're not going to follow you because right. you're all about you. Oh yeah. I Jesus was not about him. Right. right. He, he, he came not to be served, but to serve. You're That's a, what his mantra is. You're yeah. here to help others. Absolutely. Clearly. You know what I'm saying? You're here to help them. You're not here to help yourself. And the Eagleville Bible Church, I mean, can't be about just what's good for the church. It's got to be what's good for the people. Thus, we're doing a yeah. marriage conference tonight or seminar. I just called a seminar. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a revival service on the mm -hmm. November 13th. Right. I mean, up in Ashtabula Park. I mean, come, come be a part of that. Why? Because we're there for ourselves right. to be revived and to help the community to experience right. revival. It's interesting. Know? Jesus Christ knew where Judas was going, but Judas really hadn't revealed his position yet. Judas had agreed to betray Jesus Christ. Judas had not yet betrayed Jesus mm, Christ. True. As far as every disciple there, he had not revealed himself. I don't know what the situation would have been. If he would have revealed himself as a betrayer, I, I don't think that he would have been there. Mm. I don't think that 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 would have been allowed. You know what I'm saying? In other words, I don't think that if Judas had already gone and sold Jesus and they all knew that, I don't think that he would be there at that point. Among Judas, the other, among the, point, the other among 11. The other, yeah, yeah, among right. the other 11. Yeah. Judas had not yet done it. It was in a thought in his head. He had agreed mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. He had not yet led the soldiers to where Jesus Christ was going to be. Right. Right. I agree. So, yeah. you know, I look at this because I, I really do want to be challenged here that, okay, Jesus, you washed the feet of somebody you knew would betray you, or you're aware of it that is coming and you still show love. And I think there's an emphasis for us then to say, well, you know, if people are mean to me, I'm still going to love them. If they don't have my best interests at heart, I'm still going to love them. Acknowledging also that perhaps there may come a break at a point where, okay, well, now that you've revealed yourself as yeah. this person, maybe that that's going to change our relationship mm. somewhat, right? I mean, it's right. interesting. It's interesting to think about. I guess it's something, you know, you got to pray about. But service is the key. To me, being a servant that's what you, you need to aim to be. Absolutely, right? man. I mean, I, again, I come back to verse one here, uh, and you said it too, even though he knew what was happening in Judas' mind, he still washed his feet. Right. He loved him to the end. Right. You know, and this was, Judas was already on his, the track for this. You know what I mean? He was already headed to, uh, you know, getting 30 shekels of silver for, right. for the exchange of this person. And that's weird too, because in the old Testament, that was the price for a bond servant. Right. I mean, that was, that's what you paid, you yeah, know, slave price. Uh, to, to get, yeah, exactly. A slave. And that's exactly the exchange of money that he made 
for Jesus. Right. Well, you know, fulfill to prophecy sell them out. Too, you know, you know, sell you out for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's this story is incredible, man. The love Jesus had to be knelt down in front of him and washing his feet. I mean, I can imagine, you know, the looking up at him and, and just the tears or whatever. I mean, I, it's just incredible to me that that whole picture. Right. Uh, it blows my mind, man. Leadership. I mean, this morning, me and my wife, we, we you know, we, we read through uh, a devotion together, and it was on patience, long-suffering. This is what Jesus is doing right here. He's long-suffering. He knows what's happening. He knows what's going on, and he's long-suffering through. He's being patient through it, and he's washing his feet. He's caressing him. What love is right. that? You know, that's why he can, he can say with a total conviction— uh, bless those who persecute you. Right. You know, bless them. Don't right. curse them. Bless them. Right. Jesus did that right, right here. He was doing that. You know, right. it's incredible to me, man. Right. No, I, I would agree 100%. I mean, the blessing of Christ is on them. But again, we have service and we have this marriage uh, seminars coming up and it's run by the deacons of the church. And they've obviously, you know, we've talked to them throughout this process, but they're doing this. And, and I saw them there last night and setting up tables and tearing off name tags and decorating awesome. and awesome. that service, you know, church, what I'm saying? church leadership. Me, that's what yeah. leadership looks yeah. like. It looks yeah. like service. A lot of things to think about. We encourage you to have a blessed and an awesome week. Keep in prayer, keep serving, keep reading your word. Have a great week.